Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Roofer Report, brought to you by Roofer.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Roofer Report. I'm Pete McKendrick here with Roofer and uh, back again today to talk about a great topic here about running your business. You know, like I said, uh, in some of our prior uh, podcasts, you know, we've transitioned a little bit to really try to help the roofers out with running their business and the tools that they need to be successful in that. Uh, You know, tech obviously for us is a big one, but you know, there's so many other things that come before you employ the tech to really, you know, laying the foundation of being successful as a business owner. And today I'm very excited to have uh, my guest, Dave Sullivan. And uh, Dave, I'm going to let you do a little quick introduction and just explain to everybody who you are if they aren't familiar with you. Uh, you are the host of The Roofer Show, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, just want to let you give your uh, some background uh, and uh, how you got to where you are today in the industry and, and what you are, are offering contractors today. Well, great. Well, thanks, Pete, for having me on. Appreciate it. And I was a roofing contractor out here in California for 30 years, um, and I retired and started this podcast, but I'll get into that in a second. But uh, I grew up in a small roofing business, um, uh, and my father just had a, had a few guys, and he, he was doing everything. He was chained to the business, ran a pretty successful business, but he was never able to get outside of the business and um, do the things that he wanted to do. And by the time I got out of college, came in, have him teach me the ropes, he ended up having a heart attack and wasn't able to do the things that he wanted to do. I got in there. I had no idea what I was doing. Totally screwed things up <laughs> even <laughs> further. So I, I, it was a lot of hard knocks. So I, I learned my way um, and transitioned into a pretty good size business here in Northern California, uh, which I had exited. And after a while, uh, after selling my business, I wanted to reconnect with some of my friends in the industry. So I started this podcast this early on where podcasting was just starting. I think I'm on number you know, 270 now. So this is going back a number of years. And I just thought I'd do it, try it, give it a try for a while. Podcasting was just starting to get big. And I did that, um, really enjoyed it and been doing it ever since. So I got into that, started bringing on some of my friends uh, 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 as guests. We got into all various uh, aspects of running a business. And um, that later led into business coaching, which I'm doing now. And I do one-on-one business coaching for specifically contractors in the 500000 to about $6 million range in annual sales. So I focus on the smaller contractor because those are the guys that really need the help. Plus, if you get much bigger than that, you need somebody that's going to come out and you know, uh, be more hands-on, interview the team and so forth, which is where we were. So uh, this is an opportunity for smaller contractors to get business coaching advice. It's just over Zoom. That's what I do. And I've been doing it for quite a while now. We're building out uh, peer groups, uh, mastermind groups, and those have been really successful getting um, non-competing contractors together from around the country, similar size, 
coming up with you know best practices, what's working, what's not, and that's where I am. So it's a part time deal, and I travel and kind of do retired stuff. <laughs> <laughs> nice, you know, and I think that it, it's funny that you mentioned that. I was talking to a contractor the other day, but one of the points you brought up of about being married to the business and more or less chained to the business. Uh, he was saying that up really until about the $5 million mark in his business, he was just like, like he said, I was ready to <laughs> cut yeah. my own throat. He's like, I'm running crazy. And, you know, every day is just uh, another day of putting out fires yep. and just complete nonsense. And he's like, I was done. Like, he was like, I was burned out, ready to go. And, you know, he said, I was able to to kind of reel it in a little bit. And then as the business grew a little, he said, I was able to back a little bit away from the business. And now he's you know, at 20 plus million dollars a year. And he said, like, now I'm on cruise control. He's like, I'm yeah. actually to the point that as the owner of the business, I'm bored. You know, it's it's <laughs> a boring business to run because it's running itself. It's gotten to that point, you know, but he said it also gives him the opportunity to really take a high level look and, you know, be able to tweak the process and, and oversee things a little better than he used to because he was so chained to the daily operation that it was, you know, it was he was so hyper focused on it that he struggled to see the big picture. So, mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, I think that's a challenge for anybody that starts any business when you first start out, because it is your baby and you're in it so hard that, you know, you're, you're in the everyday operation and it's tough to take that step back and, uh, you know, take a look at it and maybe figure out a better process to, mm -hmm. to find that balance. You know, like you said, <clears throat> you know, with your dad, he's struggled to find it all the way up, you know, and, after years even of operating. So, yeah. And I saw that and I said, I don't want to do this. This is not how I want to run this business. This is not how I want to run my life. And I wanted to do it differently because I had three little kids, uh, three young boys. I wanted to travel the things that he was never able to do. So I kind of see this, you know, runway. It's not that long. So there's things that I wanted to do. So I had to build out this business to accomplish those things and i so the 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 thing that changed my business and my life was bringing in a consultant or a coach in to help me and that was at the point where you know as you say you're putting out fires all day you're wearing all the hats you're not making that much money and you're spending time away from home and it, it's just a stressor so i wanted to do it differently and that's what we did. And I mean, I've tr traveled is kind of my thing. Uh, I've always been a skier, so skiing all over the world. And that was what I wanted to do. And that's what my business did for me. It, it, it gave me that opportunity to do things because I built it out a certain way. I mean, we start off, we've got a blank canvas. We can draw whatever we want and build this business into something that's going to help us accomplish our goals. And that's what I do is come up with business planning. And I think that's what we want to talk about today at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that from the start here, you're talking about something that's so important. And I think that's understanding the goal, right? Understanding the why, like, what are we trying to accomplish by starting a business, yeah. right? Because I think, you know, a lot of times you guys, guys get into this and they think like, oh, I just want to run a successful business. You know, I just want to make money. Well, why? Like ultimately why, right? Like, why do you, like for you, it was, exactly. I want to travel. Like I want to go skiing, right? Like I want this business to get to the point where I can afford to do that, where I have the flexibility to do that. 
you know, and I couldn't working for someone else, probably, maybe not, you know, depending on who you're working for, you know, so, uh, you know, that's, that was ultimately your goal and your why of, of why you were starting the business. And I think that's a big part of it, you know, and I think mm -hmm. a lot of business owners, even that have been in business for years and deem themselves as successful, sometimes have to take a step back and ask themselves that question, like, what are we doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what is ultimately the end goal of this? Exactly. And that's, you're so right about the why, you know, why do you want to do this? And you have to answer that question. And as you say, most, most contractors, they either come up through the trades or they come up through sales. And a lot of it is, Hey, here's my boss. He's making all this money. This guy's never working. You know, it's so easy. And then they, once you get through the friends and family stuff that you, you know, have lined up when you go off on your own and realize, <laughs> hey, this is not easy. It's really yeah. tough. And one of the things that I do, because I have a lot of contractors that come ask me for help. And when you really get down to that, why, why are you doing this? And I, there's a lot of contractors that should not be in the business. They should be working for somebody else. They should not be running their own business. And you can see this a pattern where, you know, it's it's really unlikely that these guys are going to make it because over 80% of contractors, you know, go out of business within the first five years. So the odds are stacked against you. And just getting out there and trying this on your own is not a good idea. And that's why, you know, learn from others, learn from other people's mistakes, you know, not your own. And there's so much information out there. Like here we are both doing podcasts, you know, you, you, you just got to go out there and get the education and it's all available. A lot of it's free, but you, why reinvent the wheel? man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a reason that the successful contractors are successful and a lot of them it's because like you said, you came in and didn't really know anything when you came into your, your parents' business. It's like, they've made the mistakes, right? Like, don't think that they got to be successful by just doing it right. Like they've, they've made a ton of mistakes to get there and they figured it out. Right. So, you know, those guys are a great, uh, great tool, you know, someone like yourself who was successful and figured it out, you know, those type of people are, are great. You know, like I always say our staff internally at roofer is a great asset. You know, like we, we have tons of people. So on the sales side and the success side that do nothing all day, but talk to contractors and right. have insight into multiple contractors business. You know, I, I may talk to six, eight, 10 contractors a day and get a little glimpse of how they're doing things, you know? So by default, I become this, you know, great tool that is very underutilized, right? <laughs> Cause mm -hmm. I get insight. Why is this guy you know, how is he quoting and running a $20 million company and this guy quoting and he can only make a million dollars a year, right? What's the difference? And uh, we get that insight, we get to see it. And I think that, you know, so many times contractors don't take advantage of it as much as they could. I mean, it's free information. Like you said, there's so much of it out there. You know, like our guys are just willing to have a conversation with anybody, you know, just take advantage of us. Right. You know, so, but I want to get into our topic today, which is having a business plan. And this is really key for, uh, you know, the guys that are starting out, but also I think guys that are in it, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, you think to yourself, well, business plan is something I've got to put in place before I start a business, right? When I'm, you know, like I know yeah, I went to school for business. That was my degree. And, uh, you know, it, that's the first thing they teach you. Like step right. one, create a business plan, right? right? You have an idea, get it down on paper, right? And I think that, you know, it, it, it's a process, 
And I think that a lot of people skip it because it is a process, right? <laughs> or overlook it on purpose, you know, and, and just dive right in and, you know, speak, I guess, to the importance of it, you know, and then what you've seen, like you said, you guys brought in a coach that really changed the direction of your business. You know, speak to how important a business plan is to the success, ultimately, uh, to the foundation of a business. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. Some of the things you said, you know, uh, the business degree, because I have a business degree also, and <laughs> it didn't do anything for me when I started this exactly. business. You it know? teaches you it, nothing. <laughs> it, you know, and I was just so overwhelmed. And when you're starting, you have no idea. Uh, about all of the things that are coming from you, whether it's, you know, customer complaints, trying to get leads, trying to get paid, trying to, get, you know, make payroll, all yeah. of these things. You don't learn that in school. <laughs> so, <No. laughs> so what, you know, the, the, the why a plan is so important. And I really, you know, I mean, I certainly learned how to do all of this and so forth. And a lot of it is how to, you know, when you're, you need a plan to get financing and so forth, for instance. But really, um, we didn't have a plan to get, you know, get this business going. And that's why we kind of struggled. So by having somebody coming in and basically taking me back, see the forest through the trees, looking at the big picture, you know, that's when we started the plan. But, you know, hey, face it, you know, contractors, so many people have big egos. You know, I'm going to do it on my own. You know, so I'm never going to ask for directions. You know, and it's it it's tough because, you know, and that's where I talk about some contractors are just not coachable. You know, if you're coachable, you're looking for better ways to do it. You're you're leaning on others that have been there before and can offer advice. And so this is what really got us started. And by building out this plan. So many contractors though, they don't, they don't understand the value. They don't see the benefit. They don't really know how to do it or how to get started. So what I did, I saw this uh, and I came up with uh, basically it's called a one page business plan. It's a free download on my website at the roofershow.com. You can download this and it's basically, it's a template. It's an eight step process that takes you through the business planning um, uh, session to get you where you print this off. You got a basic, simple, easy plan. And the, the real benefit of designing a business plan, it's the process of planning, which is going through the process, asking those questions and really thinking about it. You know, we talked about the why. Well, that's the first step of the plan. We always start at the end. What's your destination? What are you trying to do with this business? What do you want your business to do for you? And this was the question that I had to answer. And that for me was, I wanted a business that didn't rely on me to be there all the time as required by my, with my father. And I wanted to do that differently. So I had to come up with a business plan of how we were going to do this. How do we remove me from the business? And really, this is how how we start. You start from day one, building a business to sell. And the reason that you do that is because this is how we build this out. A business that relies on you has no value. Because if you're going to sell this business at some point, 
where's the value? What are, what's somebody going to buy? Well, if you're gone, for the most part, that business is worth nothing because it, it relies on you to do everything. And, you know, 95% of the contractors get to the end of their journey and realize their business is not worth anything. And they end up just closing the doors and walking away. And that's a real shame. So what we do from day one is start building this business for value. And so we, we have a valuable business that we can not only provide us a great lifestyle, uh, for us and our family, but going along the way, but also building a valuable asset that you can use to sell in retirement. So that's really what business plan, uh, having a plan can do for you. And, you know, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, yeah. And that's where most guys are just going. They're just moving forward, get their head down, not really sure where they're going. And that's why so many contractors get stuck. They're just stuck in that rut, whether it's sales, very few businesses get over, get, get to be over a million dollars. Very few. If you look at, you know, national averages. Yeah. I mean, I love the point of you saying that, you know, you have to, it makes you think, right. You have to ask yourself these questions mm -hmm. when you get into the business plan, because I remember that being a part of it. I, I started a business when I was younger and, you know, in my training in college, you know, I was at least smart enough to say, okay, let me sit down and kind of go through a basic business plan. And I remember the, you know, the one that always sticks out for me is you do a SWAT, right? You yeah. do your strengths, your weaknesses, oh, yeah. your opportunity, your <laughs> threats. Right. And, and, but it makes you think, right. Like, who's That's my competition? Right. Like, what do I have to offer? Where are the holes in my business already? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, what am I, what are going to be possible holes in my business? Like, you know, when, as, as we get this thing rolling. And so it, it makes you really sit back and, and take in the big picture that you probably wouldn't. And if you just dove into it, you know, you get so hyper-focused on the actual operation that you miss all these other things that are going to eventually be, you know, make their way to the top and become an issue for you <laughs> that you could have maybe, you know, headed them off. Had you, had you given them any thought, you know, early on. So, yeah, uh, yeah I love well, that point. You know? Yeah. Well, let's take a look at what's going on these days. I mean, if you're watching the news, you know, Hey, things are changing. You know, we've been on this, uh, this party for 10 plus years now. And it's, it's interesting to look at so many business owners that, you know, if you, if you've been in business only 10 years, you've never seen a recession. You've never seen difficult times and all you've seen is up, 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 up. And, you know, it doesn't take a rocket science scientist to make money in this market. Okay. As a roofing <laughs> contractor, you know, you're, you, you're, you, you're the, the contractors are limited. You're seeing this now where everything's booming, you know, you should be making a lot of money coming out of here right now, because when this turns and it's going to, and we're seeing the, you know, that field, interest rates are going up, inflation is skyrocketing. And what's going to happen is homeowners are, are going to start feeling less wealthy. Okay. And this, right. that wealth effect of the, the last 10 years where your home is doubling in, in value and so forth, it makes people feel more wealthy. They're more willing to spend money. They're more willing to invest money into their, into their homes, new roofs, 
you know, remodeling and whatever. And we saw that during COVID. But what happens coming into this new market? I mean, it's going to slow down at some point. It's yeah. a cyclical business, always does, always will. So are you prepared to see a 20, 25% drop in business? What are you going to do? And that's where we talk about looking ahead and planning for that, whether it's your SWAT. I mean, we, 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 we talk about threats in our SWAT. I mean, that's a huge threat, right? Is this economy <laughs> is going to change and there's going to be one hell of a hangover. And if you're not prepared for that, you know, just like the last recession, it just wiped out a lot of contractors and you don't want to be, you know, one of those statistics. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Well, let's dive into it. I know, like you said, you have kind of an eight point business plan uh, that you present to these guys, you know, short and sweet, which I think is great because I remember when I first started looking at doing a business plan and you look at some of these templates for them, you're just like, Am I writing yeah. a novel here? Like, <laughs> exactly. This is going to take me a year just to create a business plan, you know. Mm-hmm. So I love that you got you have some really bulleted, straightforward points, and, and you make it pretty straightforward for these guys to create something that's usable, you know, and, and beneficial to them without you know investing a lifetime to to figure it out. So yeah. let's yeah. dive into a little bit of like what how you guys walk through developing this business plan with them. Okay, and this is really. Yeah, this is just an abbreviated version, give you a little taste of what business planning is about, how to how to build out your business, you know, one page. And this is really the the, the outline that we use, you know, to work with contractors and look at all these things. But you know, let me go through the steps. So there's eight steps. And as I say, we start at the end. We always start at the end. Where's our destination? Where are we trying to go? And then we can come back reverse engineer, build a roadmap to get us there. And it would be just like, hey, I'm going to drive across country. What am I going to need? You know, I'm going to need places. We got to have a plan. We got to know where we're going to stop, how much gas, how much whatever. We don't drive across the country with duct tape over our gauges, right? We, <laughs> we need to know what's going on as we go. We need to go there in the shortest, quickest route. And that's really where we start and our destination is different for everybody. And just as, just as our, why we talked about the why being so important, but also it's what does success mean to you? And again, it's different for everybody. I've got contractors that are on the smaller side doing, you know, one or $2 million working out of their home. They, you know, through automation. I mean, it's a simple business. They make a ton of money and they're able to spend time with their kids. They got little kids. That's what's important. I've got other guys that, you know, I just want to be the biggest guy in town. I mean, I want to, I want, I want sales. I want to scale, you know, it's that, that, that buzzword of scaling. I'm going to 10X, 20X, 50X my business, you know, with, you know, all of this top line revenue with no concern about the bottom line, you know, you know, and I always say, I didn't want to be the biggest guy in town. I just want to be the most profitable. And (laughs) that's what we do in our programs is focus on profitability. Because if we can work less and make more, 
that's what it's all about because you can, you can make or lose money at any size business. So we have to decide where we are in that. So if we're starting off and let's say we're building off a business, building up a business, we're just getting started. You know, if we're just getting started, you know, the, the, the goal that I usually set out is, Hey, it's a two year goal. Okay. If you can make it through the first two years and still survive, you've really beat the odds. Okay. So that may be our focus. Um, you know, a more mature company, you know, where we, we want to grow our profitability. We want to start building out this company, which is removing ourselves from the day to day. That may be what's important. Or uh, I work with a lot of, you know, contractors in their fifties, so forth. They've got no exit strategy at all. They've got, have done nothing as far as thinking about, how am I going to exit this business? How am I going to be able to sell this or whether I want to bring, bring, you know, bring my kids and pass it down to generations that all takes a lot of planning. I mean, to, to exit your company, you know, it's going to take you five years to build out a saleable business. So you may be at that point. So once we determine that we can come back, to the beginning and start building out our map. So, you know, that's the, that's the first step. I call it the end. Uh, it, it's, it's our destination and our roadmap to get us there. The next step is what I call the customer. And that's the what, who, where, and why of the customer. We have to understand that. The first thing we have to understand, what business are we in? So when we're talking about our customer, the what? What are, what's our business? Because I see, and, and this is a very common problem I see where uh, a contractor may be doing roofing, they're doing residential, uh, commercial, they're doing gutters, they're doing siding, they're doing basements, windows. I mean, it's all over the board. Okay. Well, this was what happened in my business. We did residential, we did commercial, we would do anything, We're trying to be everything to everybody. And that does not work. And when my consultant came in, we broke those two out as two separate profit centers or loss centers, (laughs) as they may be. But we break those out into two separate divisions. And that's what we need to do. We need to look at those and say, where do we make our money? And in our case, we broke that out. We looked at um, what we were doing and it just, we were losing money in the residential end of the business. And we just weren't very good at it. And I didn't particularly like it. We, you know, so we had, there were customer problems and so forth. So we're losing money there and it's dragging down our commercial business, which is our bread and butter. So we phased out the residential, focused on commercial 100% and business just took off. And that was right for us. I'm not saying commercial is the right way to go. It may be residential because I've got contractors that, hey, you're just not very good at this commercial work. You know, everybody wants to start getting into it because the jobs are bigger. Doesn't mean it's more profitable. So that's the first thing. And I and I see particularly when we're doing three or four different services. An example was contractor I worked with last week. He's, he's, he's doing siding also. And I go, well, how's the siding going? He says, well, it's just, it's, it's a pain in the ass. So what happens is, you know, I'm 
having a hard time. I can't get subs for it. I can't, I, we, we're just not very good at it. You know, how, how much of your business is this? about 10%. Well, how much time are you spending? Well, I seem to be spending about 30% of my time screwing around with this. I go, why are we doing this? Well, I, I, I don't want to give it up type of thing. Some people ask us for it. I go, get rid of it. You know, you're not doing that. The riches are in the niches, you know, and I really believe that where if you niche down and become an expert at what you do really well and be the best, you, you just get that process down where you do it each and every day. And that, I think, is where the profitability is. So that's the what of our customer. The who is defining our ideal customer. Who is that? That one customer that we love to work for that we wish we had a hundred just like, you know, whether it's a, um, maybe, um, you know, a high end, high, high income guy in a certain neighborhood, certain type of work, the guys that, you know, don't jam us on the prices, they pay their bills. They're a pleasure to work with those. And once we identify them, those are the guys that we want to go after. We don't want to, you know, be chasing all these other people that don't fit into that ideal customer because that's where we're spending time with guys that can't, there's no way these guys can afford our service. Uh, you know, here's somebody that's asking, you know, I've got five bids. I want a sixth and somebody will run out and give it to them. What are you crazy? You know, that's not it. And when they start talking about being so busy all the time, I'm so busy. No, you're just, you're just screwed up, you know, and <laughs> you are not able to focus on those people that really are your buyers. So we can remove all the riffraff, focus on those. We're going to sell more. We're going to drastically improve our close rates because we're able to spend the time with real customers that can afford our service that want to pay for the value that we provide and don't mind paying a higher price. Man, then, I love that point because I think yeah. it's a – I think it's something that, especially when you're running a brand new business, is a mistake that we make all the time. Everybody mm -hmm. makes it, right? Because you just want customers. So you'll take anybody. Right? Right. And you just yeah. agree to anything. And I think that's how, you, like you said, you end up getting busy, but busy for the wrong reasons. And you're not profitable. Right? You're just chasing your tail, you know? Yeah. It's like the truck that you see going down the road, which says... You know, no job too small, no job too big. We'll beat any prices, you know, this whole thing. And it's just like, what? And you could see this from when you look at contractors' websites and you go to their homepage. And if you can't immediately know what they're what what they do and what they specialize in, what they're what they're good at, you know, you're looking at this page and they're doing all kinds of stuff. It's just clutter. I want somebody, I want to get a, I want to get a roof on my home. I want somebody that specializes in this. I want it to be clear. And when you come to the homepage, you say, I'm in the right place. And that's how we want to set up our business. Now, the last part of our customer is the where, where are we going to find them? Where do they hang out? And that's identifying, um, you know, perhaps uh, gated communities, uh, wealthier neighborhoods, um, you know, soccer, soccer moms, soccer fields, you know. <laughs> so where do we spend our money? We're not, we're not, it's not spray and pray with our marketing dollars. We want to laser focus on that ideal customer. Where are they? How do we reach them? 
or more importantly, how do they reach us? How do they find us? So it, it's, it's understanding that customer. And that's our, our second step. The main, you know, we really got to, you know, focus down on that. The third step is what I call the focus. And this is, you, you know, in business school, you know, you also have a mission statement, right? You got to do this, <laughs> explain what it is that you do, how you help your customer, you know, and be clear. We did that. We spent a lot of time doing that. Put it on a plaque, throw it up on the wall. Everybody forgets what it is, right? (laughs) So the third step is what I call the focus. It's being clear on what it is that we do. And I think the better way to do that rather than a mission statement is through an elevator pitch. You know, we a 30, 60 second elevator pitch. And the idea is we know that that you get in the bottom floor of an elevator and here's the biggest property manager in town. And to strike up a conversation, you know, usually, as opposed to having a prepared elevator pitch, and you're able to have this conversation with him by the time he gets up in the top of the elevator, and whether he runs out the door or whether he says, "Really, that's interesting. Tell me more." And what the elevator pit consists of is what the problem is in the industry that we that we solve. Okay, and. In this case, you know, hey, you probably weren't aware that, you know, most of these most contractors go out of business within five years. Uh, it, it, where the number one complaints with the Better Business Bureau is roofing contractors. You know, there's 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 a reason for that, and this is how we solve that problem. We solve it better than anybody else, and we go through this pitch where it's helpful, it's interesting. We're prepared for this, and then we're asking, you know, the, the, the call to action, what is it that you want them to do? Whether it's okay, you know, give me your business card and I'll send you or your email address and I'll send you this little booklet that we've got on 10 steps, how to hire a contractor you can trust, but it's having that pitch, having it ready to go because you're going to run into people, whether it's cocktail party or, um, you know, uh, meetups, whatever it is. So you need to have that prepared and ready to go. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. You know, <clears throat> how often do you recite your mission statements to somebody? <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> you that, know. <laughs> that's the thing I finally gave up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And then we get into our fourth step. The next step is our SWAT. And we discuss that, you know, our strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So we look at our strengths. What do we have to work with? And maybe we've got uh, a great workforce, you know, great installers, great production people, or maybe we've got good salespeople. You know, that that's one of our strengths. So we play to our strengths. Weaknesses, maybe we, you know, we don't have a lead flow. We don't have a good marketing program, whatever that weakness is. We have to identify that. And if we can't identify that, I mean, how are we going to, how are we going to fix it? Right. And then we have, um, um, so <laughs> I got to think about it. Uh, so we've got our opportunities. Well, what are those opportunities? Maybe there's um, a new product that we want to get into. Maybe it's a new service and we're going to move into this. This is an opportunity that we have, new product, whatever it is. We want to take a look at that and come up with a plan how to, how to go after that. And then we get into our threats, as we discussed, you know, the economy changing, huge, huge threat that we face. Another threat we face is 
the lack of qualified workers. And that comes from also you have to realize that every day those guys are out there on jobs, your competitors are going by offering them more money. They're trying to poach your guys. And if they're vulnerable to that, you're going to lose them. And then you're really up the creek. You know, if you lose your existing guys, let alone get anybody else. So that's, that's a whole plan of how do we retain and we've got to consider that, but without thinking this through what, what those threats are and how to take action, you know, we've got a problem. So the next one, which I think is really what business is all about, I call it the operation. And business, and really any business, is like a three-legged stool, okay? And those legs are we have to sell work, we have to do work, and we have to keep score. And each of those three legs has to be solid and strong. And what happens so often is let's say we've got a ton of sales and this is kind of what's going on now, ton of sales, but we don't have the production to install it. That production leg is weak. We've got to strengthen that, that leg. How do we do it? Or the, the other problem is the, the, the keeping score. And this is where I see most contractors having trouble is that bookkeeping, that accounting, the numbers end of the business, which is so important. We don't like the numbers, so I'm just going to pass that off to somebody else, generally unqualified, generally going to get embezzled. That's why there's so <laughs> much embezzlement in this industry, right? Uh, Is that they don't understand their numbers. They can't read financial statements. They don't really understand their costs, so they don't know what to charge. And in running your business, this stool has to be solid and strong in each of those three legs. And this is what I do in my coaching is, is talk about this. It's, it's a holistic approach to running a business. You have to know all of these things. You know, we've got uh, guys we talked about, they come up either through the trades or through sales, but there are not many guys come up through the accounting, you know, and they don't really <laughs> understand the numbers. And you have to learn those numbers and it's not that complicated, so that's the operation and keeping that solid, strong. If we're doing that, everything's humming along. Business is going to be pretty good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we always talk about, you know, we always talk about the process, you know, obviously coming from a CRM background, you know, the process was a huge part and you'd be amazed at how many guys that have been in business for five, 10 years and you say like, okay, walk me through your process, start to finish so that we can start to build out your CRM and they right. can't do it. They can't, yeah. they can't take that process from their mind and put it down on paper. Right. And then, you know, you, you kind of, like you said, they, there's always that piece that's missing. Like the three legged stool is a great analogy because there's, you know, your sales, your production and your accounting piece. And uh, it always seems like we struggle with one or the other, right? Like something's right. going to not, is not all the way there. And I think a lot of that is because we have never identified that it's a weakness of ours, you know, and so many of these guys that come up through the trades, production is their thing, right? Production is right. their bread and butter. I could run a job of site all day, right? But maybe I don't like to sell. Maybe I don't like the market. Maybe I don't want to keep track of the books, right? So we figure out a better, more effective way to handle that. But uh, yeah, the process, I think, is the core at the core of it is so important. And being able 
you know, you talked about that word, the buzzword scaling, you know, all these guys, everybody wants to scale their business. Well, you can't scale if you don't have a good process, right? If your process is messed up, you're going to fall flat in your face when you try to scale. So, you know, it becomes the, that operational piece and understanding it is so important to the success of the business long-term. Mm-hmm. And that's our next step is we call it the process. Okay. It was just so important <laughs> and we can get into it and it's, I, I call it the two week vacation. Now let's say you won a two week vacation to Maui. Problem is you have to leave next week. Okay. Most contractors couldn't go. Their business would fall apart. And this is what <laughs> I was talking about earlier is that if you can't take two weeks off from your business and have it still run, you don't have a business. You've got a job. So what we need to do is build that out. And one of the goals that I set for our contractors, where are you going on that two week vacation? Here's our goal. We got to build out this business so you can do it. We got to make sure that everything's covered while you're away. And this is where we're talking about getting the right positions and the right people. And whether it's, you know, we use the, the, the seats on the bus and the people, you know, that whole deal from, uh, whatever EOS, you know, you know, that's, um, that's, what's so important. We have to build that out and that takes a lot of planning, but you've got to be able to take time off from your business. And this is how you start to remove yourself from the day to day. Otherwise you're going to be on that hamster wheel forever. And so with, with that in mind, with the two week vacation, these are the steps that we need to take. This is who's going to be responsible for it. This is who's going to have it done by a certain date. And this is how we build it out. And that, which brings us to the next step, which is the action. And it's the one action. What's the one thing that we can do that would change our business that would have the most effect? You know, when we go through this, we can come up with, you know, this long laundry list of all the things that we need to do, but it just gets overwhelming. So I believe we focus on the one thing. It's not the only thing, but it's the one thing that we should do right now. Um, in our situation, it was building out our, our service department. And that was a huge goal, but it made all the difference in our business. I mean, that changed everything when it came to profitability, um, growth, and it's, you know, it was really where it was at. That's what really made our business. So it's taking that action because a plan without action, you know, I mean, doesn't mean squat. You've (laughs) got to take action. You've got to implement so, I mean, you see this all the time, right? You know, is that, you know, hey, you know, this is what I need to do. Yeah, when I get around to it, but they never take action. They never take the steps, the planned steps to get them there. Yes. <laughs> and then our last step, which is kind of interesting, which uh, we, we don't usually think about. And it's what I call the view. Now, we've worked our butt off all these years, blood, sweat, and tears to get to the top of the mountain. You know, whether that be retirement or sell our business or whatever it is, we finally make it. Well, how do we like the view? How do we like what we see? And I know so many contractors that get to that end, they sell their business. And this is very common when it comes to business planning, you know, exiting, which, um, you know, I, I, I've, I did, I've seen a lot of it and they get to the end and they don't like what they see, you know, huh. what am I going to do? All I've done, I've, I've worked in this business every day of my life. 
all my friends are in the business. I don't have any friends outside of the business. I don't have any hobbies. I never developed those, you know, and here I am sitting at home with my spouse all the time, driving each other crazy. You know, it's like, <laughs> what is your plan? And that's something that we have to think about as we go. We got to have that balance. And this is, we don't want to just focus in on the business 24 seven. We want to build out a life because at some point we're going to get to the end and we want to make sure that we enjoy the view. So that's really how the plan works. It's as simple as that. We just take time and take a step back and really think those things through. I mean, just like what some of the things that we discussed here, you know, just to just to start. And that's that process where we're, where we're thinking this through. We're going, oh, well, that's not going to work. That might be a problem. Or how about this? How about that? And we walk it through. And that's what uh, a coach or uh, a mentor, somebody can help. You know, you bounce those ideas off each other. Uh, peer groups are great for that. We have masterminds. And you're able to, throw, you know, bounce ideas off and see what other people are doing. And it gets you thinking about all of the, the the process that we've talked about. So we can plan this out. And then now we've really got a roadmap of where we're going. We know our destination and we know how to get there. And here are the steps that we're going to take. Yeah, I love that's that. It. I mean, Voila. <laughs> I love it. You know, because <laughs> I think that's the piece that's missed so many times is just take that step back and think about it, right? Like just let's not just dive in here and be like, Oh, I got a good idea. Let's just, you know, skip to step seven and act. Right. 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 (laughs) We just missed the whole front end (laughs) process. And now, you know, eventually it's going to catch up with us, you know? And I think that that's the piece that so often just gets overlooked is like, do the homework, you know, do, like you said, find someone else who's already been through it and utilize them to bounce these ideas off of and say, you know, Hey, this is where I want to get to. How did you mm-hmm. get there? Right? right. How did you get right. to be able to sell your business and retire and do the things you want to do? Because that's ultimately my goal. Right. You know, so I think those are, uh, it's great insight. And, uh, you know, I, I love that it's straightforward and a simple plan and it's easy to kind of roll through those steps. You know, it's not super involved. I mean, obviously you could get more in depth when it comes to a business plan if you wanted to, but you don't have to here. You could really kind of lay out that business in a very straightforward manner. And it's a great eight steps you know, that really captures everything that we really need to, to kind of just take a step back and look at the big picture and and figure Mm -hmm. out what the end goal is here. So uh, I really appreciate it, Dave. I really appreciate you jumping on with me and uh, it's great information. And I think, you know, coming from a business background and and having (laughs) some insight and seeing these guys run businesses, you know, talking to so many contractors that, uh, you know, I, I love the insight. I think it's, it's great. I think it's great knowledge and, and it's, uh, you know, such an important piece that I think is so often overlooked in this business. And I th- we, we want to keep it simple. You know, it's, it's not that complicated. I think running a good business should be boring. You know, we're doing the same thing <laughs> over and over again, right. uh, if we're doing it right, you know, and it really comes down to, you know, just good blocking and tackling the basics. And if we do those well, we do them every day and we're consistent in doing the small things. We're going to be successful, but it's not easy. And it takes planning. It takes discipline and it takes consistency. Yep. Well, I appreciate everybody listening in. 
you know, be sure to check out Dave's uh, website at theroofershow.com and also his podcast, The Roofer Show. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you guys next time here on The Roofer Report every other Tuesday. Um, you know, great insight into how to run the business and, uh, you know, as much information as we possibly can bring you guys about the roofing industry. So thanks again, Dave. Really appreciate you jumping on. And uh, like I said, a lot of great information here for the roofer. Thanks, Pete. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.